Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm super excited for this episode with Hannah Mackenhausen. Hannah is a D1 beach volleyball player at South Carolina, studying psychology and going into her sophomore year. I met Hannah back in 2018 and she is now one of my sweetest friends. Hannah became a Christian in the past year and she's really on fire for the Lord and it's so cool to see. She recently started a YouTube channel where she talks about her faith, which I will link below. It's super cool to see a relatively new Christian, super outspoken in her faith. And from when I first met Hannah to now, I can see a super noticeable difference in the way that she carries herself and her joy for life and her constant smile. And I know it's because Jesus changed her life and I can't for you guys to hear that in this episode. Hannah has a super impactful story and I'm super excited for you guys to hear it. I do want to offer up a quick trigger warning because we will be discussing eating disorder behaviors in this episode. So if that is triggering to you, please don't keep listening, but I just wanted to put that out there. Hey Hannah, welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad you're here. So we first met each other about three years ago playing for Wave Volleyball Club, which is where we both played in high school. And I guess the first couple years I knew you was when you were still struggling with your eating disorder and didn't really have a relationship with the Lord yet. So when was the first time that you heard the name Jesus? And when did you realize that you wanted to have a relationship with him? And how does that look in your life now? So I first heard about Jesus when I was pretty young, but I didn't know what it meant to give my life to Christ. And I didn't know what it meant to live for God. And I just, I always knew that I had something missing and I had a feeling that it was a relationship with Jesus, but I didn't want to pursue it because no one else that was around me was pursuing it. And I just wanted to fit in. So I told myself that I want to feel like I'm enough to the world. And then once I feel like I'm enough, then I'll come to God and Mm. have a relationship with him. Like once I fit in, in the world, but that's just not a healthy way of thinking because (laughs) (laughs) living for God is totally going against the way of the world. So, um, I didn't really pursue a relationship with God until I realized in quarantine that I needed to have some higher power to help me because I Mm. didn't have enough strength on my own. So I just was like, okay, God, I need to come to you as I am right now. And I, because Like, I always thought, oh, I have to present myself perfectly to God because Mm -hmm. God is God. And I just looked quickly that, like, I can't make myself perfect through the world. I have to come to Jesus and he perfects me. Um, But I was totally about to be like, okay, I'm going to just have help from God. And then I'm going to spend four years in college just fitting in and living life according to the world Hmm. and then after that I'll pursue a relationship with God I was totally just gonna waste those years of my life just so I could fit in but I 
quickly realized that I can't live without him. Yeah. So that's awesome. I think it's so easy to be like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow or I'll do it later. The fact, I mean, Jesus has clearly changed your like, I can tell just from being friends with you. So I think it's so cool that you've like chosen to live all in with that. Um, so I know you've talked about your struggle with body image and eating disorders and all that fun stuff. And I know so many people struggle with that, including myself. And so I just wanted to ask, like, when's the first time that you remember you started having like negative thoughts about your body and like first started kind of developing those eating disorder behaviors? So for me, it actually started really early um, in third grade. And I just was an athletic build. And I would look at these magazines and I would be like, I'll be, they look so happy. Like I'll be happy when I look like that. And it started off pretty innocent, but um, then it just became, it, it just escalated really quickly. And by fourth grade, I was having, uh, spending a lot of time just with my mind consumed over eating and exercising. And it got to the point where it wasn't about how I looked, but it was about having that control of, oh, I can control what goes into my body and I can Mm -hmm. control, um, you know, how much I weigh. And it's like, it was freeing to have that control. And I didn't realize that what I was seeking freedom from is really what was taking my freedom away and controlling my life. Yeah. But it's really early and I would get compliments on, oh, Hannah, you look thinner like you look great and then it would be feeding my behaviors and um sorry the dogs are (laughs) playing you're good (laughs) and then it got to the point of concern and in a weird way that concern just like made me feel good like I was happy to have that concern I'm like okay Mm. people are noticing that I'm getting skinnier. It's really hard to explain, but it got to the point where it wasn't about how I looked, but it was about the control. Yeah, I think that's a big thing in general. Like people, we look to control our lives because we don't have control. And like, now we know that, but (laughs) it's a lesson that you have to learn. And you don't really want to be in control because we'd rather have God be in control, but as he already is, but it's so hard to like learn that. Um, so when did you realize that you had an eating disorder and then did you kind of live in that for a while or did you seek help like once you realized it was an issue? So I didn't seek help until my parents said, listen, Hannah, something's going on and we need to address this. Hmm. Um, this was back in fourth grade and I used to be a swimmer in swim meets and it got to the hmm. point where my hair was falling out and in the swim meets, I would turn blue. My lips were blue. My skin was blue because I was that cold and my times were dropping dramatically for my races. Um, I was just in school and in athletics overall, just falling down and, and deteriorating. And Mm. my parents said, listen, you have an issue. 
we need to address this. Um, and they said it in a different way that was much more gentle. Um, <laughs> right. Old, um, but I remember like just then breaking down and saying, yes, like I need help. I, I just broke down and, and opened up to my family. And so I started seeing a therapist and I've been living in it um, for so long until really last year when I gave my life to Christ. Mm. Um, I was maybe physically doing better, but mentally I was still very much in a restrictive and and slave mindset. I was enslaved by this eating disorder and I just constantly tried to control everything that went into my body, how much I worked out and I would get full on panic attacks if mm. anyone or anything got in my way of doing everything that I had perfectly planned out. Can you talk a little bit about what it looked like in your life and kind of how it manifested? Yeah, it really did take a lot of control. It, I would eat, sleep, breathe, and try to control everything that happened around me. I would wake up super early and I actually moved out of my room that I was sharing with Brooke, my twin sister, so that I could sneak in workouts at night. And I remember mm. planking on the bed every single night and my mom would try to sneak upstairs and catch me and just say, Hannah, you can't be working out right now. So I just started planking on the bed. And anytime I heard a little creak on the stair, I would just drop down and pretend like I was sleeping. Mm. Um, but got very excessive. And I remember one day it was pizza day at school and I, grabbed the pizza, ran into the bathroom and mm. threw the pizza away just to show that, oh, like I ate it. And people were like, why did you run into the bathroom with a piece of pizza in your hand? And I said, oh, I was just so hungry, but I had to go to the bathroom so bad. So I just oh. ate it while I was going to the bathroom. <laughs> so it was like just absurd excuses that I really thought, I really thought I was like so smart and even back in fourth grade, instead of having friends and hanging out with them at lunch or recess, I would run laps around the baseball field mm -hmm. and I would just always try to get more workouts in. And I just remember feeling so miserable all the time. It got to the point where I wouldn't even let myself drink water because mm -hmm. I thought that was going to make me fat. And that's just what it does when you think inside your mind and you let those thoughts control you, you just come up with the most irrational conclusions. Yeah. How have you been set free from those struggles? Can you just talk about like how you kind of got out of those behaviors and how you live now and like how you kind of prevent yourself from falling back into those like behaviors? The only way I've been ever able to get as far as I have gotten right now is because of God and the wisdom that he is sharing with me every single day in my time with him. Mm -hmm. um, more and more every day, I'm learning how great he is and how not great I am and how much <laughs> I need him and how weak I am without him. It's been a very, very humbling season of my life mm -hmm. because I used to be very prideful in the sense that I thought that I was strong enough to do everything on my own. And I never would ask even the people around me for help. And God was like, no, 
you need to ask me for help and you need to ask the community that I surround you with for help. Mm. You're not meant to face life alone without community. We are humans and we, we need that community, which is why I did make a very intentional effort going into college to surround myself with the right people who will lead me and guide me closer to God. Mm. Um, so it was just a lot of, I need to put my dependence on God and not on myself because I will fail myself. And that's a lot of pressure to totally rely on yourself. And I, I just found so much freedom in the fact that it's not in my control. Like, instead of having anxiety over it, I felt relief over it. Like, I don't have the power to control what happens in my life. All I can do is my best and seek God in everything. And he will clear the way and his will will be done because he has a sovereign hand. And I'm just so thankful that his hand is working all over my life and my relationships and my volleyball career and my academics. I am just finding more and more that the more that I try to take matters in my own hands, the more anxiety and the less fruit comes out of it. But Mm. when I just give it to God, miraculously and by the grace of God, I'm somewhere where I never thought that I could have been. That's so cool. Your story is so encouraging and it makes me so happy now that you're on the other side of that. Um, What would be the biggest thing that God has taught you through your eating disorder? To look to him and not to myself. Mm. When I can get, and I still do struggle sometimes with body image, I just have to remember when I'm standing in front of the gates of heaven, you know, face to face with Jesus, all is glory and wonder. Am Mm. I really going to be looking back through my life thinking, oh, I wish I were five pounds less, or, oh, I wish I did that workout. Like, probably not. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'll be thinking, I wish that I had more of his glory, uh, more of his presence here on earth that I'm experiencing right now in front of him. And it's just, he's revealing to me more and more, you know, humility in that, I'm to look at Jesus and seek his face, seek all that he is. Mm. He is the Prince of Peace. He is joy. He is our shepherd. He takes care of us. And just remembering who he is and not at who I am. Mm. Because I, who really I am is God's. I'm not my own. And going along with that, I'm not meant to, you know, or I'm meant to glorify God with my body and be stewards of his creation. And, Mm. you know, he created us and we're meant to take care of ourselves and it looks different for everybody, but being starving myself and doing all of that stuff, living miserably just mentally and physically, it's not glorifying to God. And just remembering that I'm not my own, but I'm God's and looking to Jesus and all that he is and not who I am. Because if I look to who I am, I'm going to be very discouraged because I'm human and I fail. But if I look at 
God and Jesus and all that the Holy Spirit is working inside of me. Yeah. It's so much more encouraging. Yeah. That's so awesome. Do you have any specific books of the Bible or passages in scripture that you turn to when you're struggling or having a bad body image day? Oh, there's so much. Um, it's, oh, that's a, that's a good question. Um, a lot of times I just try to look to scripture because if I try and pray, the devil will take advantage of that. If I pray without the word of God in front of me, Hmm. the devil will try to take advantage of that. And I have an issue with overthinking and he will, the devil will get in the way of my time with God. He will turn my prayers into worrying Hmm. and I just need to open up to scripture first and meditate on it. And honestly, the Psalms, any Psalm is so good to just remember who you are in Christ. And um, there's so many good verses. I honestly sometimes just look up on the internet, um, Bible verses in my identity in Christ. And just remembering that I am not my own and I'm not a child of this world, but I am a citizen of heaven. And I have that place that Jesus is getting ready for me in heaven right now. Yeah. And I'm not a this world and that there's so much more. There's a greater hope than what there is here on earth. I love that. I have a list. Um, it was in a Bible study that I did a couple years ago, but I like wrote down all of them. It's like two pages long and it's just like everything, like a long list of my identity in Christ. And I'll link that below and I'll share that with you as well. So you can read over that. But it's like so encouraging to me. And like in the seasons of my life when I've been the most down on myself, like reading those out loud and speaking them over me, like all rooted in scripture is so powerful. So that's so cool. And then one thing that I really love to do when I know I'm struggling I need to humble myself and open up to others and let them know that I'm struggling Mm. and ask them for prayers because I know I do this with you because I'm very comfortable sharing all of my struggles and I know that you're praying over me and I can feel the power of prayer and God's work Mm. in my life. And so thank you for your prayers (laughs) and all of the community around me that I ask for prayers for and praying for others. The power of prayer is incredible. Yes, it is. Yeah, it's just, it's just amazing. And I often feel like when I struggle, it's because I'm lacking in communication with God. Because Mm -hmm. if I'm constantly communicating with God, which is so hard, like throughout your day, then I'm setting my eyes on him instead of my circumstances or the people around me. Yeah. And when I do that, it's just so much easier to have hope and joy and just contentment in any circumstance. That's awesome. Okay, so my last um, question, I guess, is what piece of advice or what advice in general would you give to anyone struggling with an eating disorder or just a negative view of their body in general? I, the best advice that I can give is to seek the truth of scripture and to look 
at Jesus and seek his face. Just remember who he is Mm. because it's so easy to focus on internal thoughts and how you feel and just how you look to others, but it doesn't matter, you know, like in the grand scheme of thing, things, what matters is how God views you and he loves you and he's made you. He knows every single hair on your head. And just knowing that the God of the universe takes time and is hearing your prayers and every single thought in your head he cares about, it's so encouraging to know that you are so loved and just to focus on the love of Jesus rather than just trying to find that love from the world because there is no love like that Mm. that Jesus can give us that you can find in the world and so many people try to find it from the world but it's never gonna work so just focusing on his face Jesus's face who he is you can find peace through him and and he he is the prince of peace and I've just found so much more, even just this week here. Um, he's been showing me and blessing me with the gift of contentment and mm. just being happy where I am because I am so excited for the future. And God's like, hey, hey, just focus on what I have in front of you right now because what I have in front of you right now is great. And it's it's just such a gift. Every day is a gift. and you know, tomorrow's not promised. So just having contentment and joy in each little moment is so important. And when you have a perspective of gratitude and, you know, thanking your body for what it allows you to do, I honestly think that a perspective of gratitude is a game changer. Just being thankful for everything that you get. You know, even if as little as a workout in the morning, like, oh, I have to go work out in the morning. Like, no, you get to work out in the morning. Some people are bedridden. Some people are too sick. Um, it's just every single thing that we do that we might complain about is truly a blessing. And just to have that mindset of appreciation for all the blessings that God has for us. Like God has given me a body that can play beach volleyball and the sport that I play and has given me a body that can walk and take me to places and has given me a functioning mind so that I can learn and, you know, advocate for him and just try to build his kingdom and just having this relationship with him and being able to grasp a little bit more about the amazing and incomprehensible love and joy that comes from just being with him. Yeah, I think that's huge. That's something that I've incorporated into my like morning time with God is like the first thing I do is list three things that I'm grateful for. And it like, I try to do it first thing in the morning, like before I talk to anyone or anything. So it like sets my mind in like a position of gratitude and like helps me see things a little bit better than I might otherwise. So I think that is so helpful. Well, Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for being vulnerable and sharing your story. And I'm just so thankful to have you in my life um, as my friend. And just, I love you. And thank you so much. I love you. Thank you so much for having Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed our conversation and that it was encouraging to you. Be sure to follow wherever you get your podcasts so you can get a notification and an automatic download 
every other Thursday for a new episode. Please share with your friends and leave a comment or review if you enjoyed the show. Have a great day.